Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show today, and let me tell you, welcome to this entire month, because as you know, we are celebrating National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And that is a time that I like to feature people that I feel have truly made a difference in the lives of other people, either by what they themselves have gone through or how they have impacted others. And today, it's really a special day for me because I have on the show today, you know how in your life you have different people you've met that you feel like have been a mentor to you in some way? And that is how I feel today because... This person is a personal champion to me, someone I have always looked up to, a person that is not only an extraordinary entrepreneur, but he is an author. He was a CEO of many companies, educator, um, just a great person in all ways, a great human being, and that person is Jack Roseman. And, Jack, welcome to the show. Uh, you're being too kind, I'm but I'll accept it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Joyce. And, and it is an honor for us to have Jack. And let me tell you, he has done so much, uh, really, known across the United States. But, wow, in the state of Pennsylvania, he has done so much, as you will be hearing as we go on. Um, and, and it's hard to believe he's done all of this in one lifetime, but he has. And, Jack, I know that you yourself entered the world of disability and, and had what I believe from reading your book, was really a life-altering experience first in 1973. And I was wondering if you would mind talking to our listeners about that. I'd be happy to. In 1973, I had a massive uh, heart attack where they um, told my wife that I might not live through the night. They said that half my heart died. And... um, from that time on, um, I've counted every day as a blessing. Um, I used to have a watch where it had an alarm and it rang at midnight every night and to just remind me I lived another night. I am here another day. And, um, it, and when you face, and you know this, Joyce, and when you face with mortality um, things change you think you're going to live especially when you're a young person you think you're going to live forever and nothing can stop you and I used to work oh, 18 hours a day certainly 7 days a week and um, it, it caused me to sit back and say well what am I doing on earth what am I it helped me find myself. And, you know, it, in all of this, I view this, what I went through, as a blessing. Because how many people say to themselves, I lived another day? No, I know it very well. Yeah. I know it very well, but there's no doubt about it. It does change you. And I <clears throat> saw so many things in your book outrageous optimism when you talk about this. I think in this part of the book you call it the wake-up call. 
<laughs> and 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 you know you then had another wake up call because didn't you have surgery after that? Yes, uh, in 1982, um, I did have surgery, and um, it, it, in the, throughout this process, three different doctors have told me that I would never work. Well, I never stopped working. I and I feel I have a mission. I did not live, I do not want to accept that I lived the last 33 years for myself. That my mission is to make this world a little better. And um, the the gifts that I got, including a lot of disadvantages, as in the book it explains uh, that um, I had a brother that died in the Holocaust and his family and my aunts and uncles. I was uh, raised in a uh, ghetto. Um, I knew no one poorer than I. And uh, my parents were Ukrainian um, peasants, never went through grammar school. Now, so given all of that, I guess that gave me the drive to make something of myself. But that drive could be a curse and could be a blessing. The curse was I worked too hard. I became a workaholic. The blessing is I... I I I got caught in the middle in my early 40s in, in, in this issue of raising what is life all about. Um, I, I became more of an optimist. And every day, uh, we can go through all kinds of examples, of, especially if you're an entrepreneur, on um, the odds for a company, uh, Joyce, and you know this, uh, to succeed. Yeah, it is uh, relatively small. Over five after five years, most of the uh, startups uh, do not exist. So you have to be an optimist even to start a company. <laughs> that is the truth, and you know what? I've got to tell you, it it is amazing how the things that you're you're thinking. You know, someday I'm going to do this. Someday, someday I'm going to do these things. It is amazing after something like this happens to you, how right away you want to do those things. Right. I remember when I had my accident. As all my listeners know, I have epilepsy. And I remember when after I'd had brain surgery, one of the first things I said uh, to my husband, uh, you know, a few days after I was in the hospital, it won't surprise Jack that one of the first things I said to my husband was, Call work and tell them I'll be late. See, Jack and I seem to have that same thing in common. But, but one of the things that I said is, you know what? After I get back, we have to go on a whale watch. And we did. That very, you know, after I got back to work that very year, because I had always said, you know what? Later in my life, when I am older, we should really do this to my husband. And I'll tell you, it's amazing how that will ch- your mind will change when you go through something like this. <clears throat> and also, your appreciation of every single day. You know, um, I'm reminded about, um, and it's not that long ago, it's, uh, we celebrated less than two weeks ago, um, in the 9-11. Here are 3,000 people leaving the house. They might have fought with their spouse, either fought with their children, or fought with their parents, or something, and i got to go to work, but we'll continue this argument when I get back. Well, 3,000 people left, and they never came back. Mm-hmm. They never thought that would be their last day. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and people who are concerned about their health and are concerned about um, being around, to think about that, and I think that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. That if you react and deal with people that we don't have much time on earth, somehow we act a little differently. Yes. And, you know, I also want to mention, since you were talking about uh, your brother and the Holocaust, that, you know, I talk about this frequently because many people don't realize that in 1939, the very first group of people that Hitler had executed were, in fact, people with disabilities. You know, they went to institutions, got people with psychiatric disabilities, epilepsy, I don't care what they had, and had them um, executed. And so when people say to me, you know, I just don't want to hire these people with disabilities, I don't like the way, you know, I don't like the way they look. I always remind them, take that to an extreme, and we're right back to uh, the days of Hitler. Right. But the, uh, the reason, I think, people don't like to hire people with disabilities is we really don't want to be reminded about our mortality, and we really don't want to be reminded on how fragile we are on Earth, that life and limb can be lost at any time. And we don't want to be reminded of that. And by seeing people who are somewhat disadvantaged reminds us that we are all fragile and we don't want to be reminded. Oh, yeah, I know. I tell people all the time, you are right now the temporarily able-bodied. At any point in your life, you could join this group of people. Exactly right. And I do think that people, they just don't like to think about that. And they, you know, they don't like to deal with it but you know it's so terrible because they're missing such great talent when they when they do feel that way right may i ask you now after you recovered from that yeah uh, the heart attack and the heart surgery did you feel that people then treated you differently well yeah some gave me some uh, hard time um but most people did not know what I went through. Oh. Um, so that was one aspect of it. But on the other hand, we could be in a board meeting. Now, my wife, Judy, she can really call the shots. Mm-hmm. So we had three little kids at the time. Well, at 5 o'clock, <laughs> she would come to uh, the company called Online Systems, mm-hmm. and I could be in a board meeting. She couldn't care less. She would open the door and say, Jack, it's 5 o'clock, time to come home. <laughs> you know what? Well, I can, and you know what? I could just see her doing that. And by the way, when he was at Online Systems, he was the president of Online Systems. So, you know, keep in mind, when he's saying board meeting, he was the head of the board meeting. He was the president. But as you can see, he kept going. This is why I tell people, disability, having a heart attack, having issues, does not stop people, and it definitely didn't stop him. Far from it. You'll see when we get right back from break. And if you just joined us, we are talking to Jack Roseman, the president of the Roseman Institute, author of Outrageous Optimism, 
entrepreneur expert and all around just great human being. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What's wrong with the airlines today? Why are they all in bankruptcy? What exactly is airline deregulation? Exactly how does luggage get lost? Why can't they do something to improve the security screenings process? What airline stocks should I buy? Find out on Jack Cady's All Things Aviation, an eclectic insider's look into the airline and aviation business. From how to get through airport security quicker, the future of the airline industry, what airline hubs to connect at, problems facing private pilots, what airline stocks to invest in, how to kill time at an airport, the effect of oil prices on airfares, how to get a good seat, websites for getting the lowest airfares, airline safety, and knowing your travel rights. Jack Cady, an aviation professional with over 35 years experience, covers it all. Jack Cady's All Things Aviation broadcast each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Jack Cady's All Things Aviation, informative insight on travel, airlines, airports, and anything in between from a seasoned professional. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? 
Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or her guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to our show as we are celebrating this month, National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Our guest today is author of Outrageous Optimism, President of the Roseman Institute, CEO of former companies, which I'll review in a minute, and just really great humanitarian, Jack Roseman. And Jack, it, what is amazing to me is, although, as we discussed earlier, you know, I mentioned to you I almost had a fatal accident yeah. in 1985 that caused me to get back, you know, wanting to give back and getting involved with employment for people with disabilities. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I tell people all the time, as I just said, that, you know, they could join this group any time in their life. But it seems like sometimes when I talk to people, they just are not at all relating to people with disabilities. Now, do you think that's because of what the only reason is because of what you said earlier, just that they don't want to think about how it impacts them? Or do you think it is also that people just don't like being around people with disabilities or having them seen at their company? What do you think? Well, I, I, I think it's psychological. Uh, I think the studies have shown that you hire people with disabilities and they work harder. And so it isn't because they're not getting their money's worth, they're getting more than their money's worth. So that's not the issue. I think it's psychological. And as I said before, I don't think people want to be reminded on how fragile we are. And when you are around these people, the first, until you become comfortable, it, it gets you that feeling of, wait a minute, they're different. It, but I really don't want to just point my finger to them. I really want to point my fingers to the people that are somewhat disadvantaged. Um, that one of the things in the book, I say you can't, Take no as an answer. No is an obstacle to a yes. And, uh, and let me give you a couple of examples of that. Because I think it is important. We can't help how people view us, but we certainly can help how we view ourselves and how we act. For example, there was one time in online systems um, I got a call in, from Washington, D.C. We had a client there, and he wanted us there 
Friday, and this was a Thursday late afternoon. And so I asked a fellow who was going to come with me and make reservations for two to leave that Thursday night, and we'll be back Friday night. Before I could turn around, he comes back and he says, Jack, um, we have two uh, seats to get to Washington, D.C., but there's only one seat back, coming back, and I really have to come back. So what did I do? I could have said, well, that ends it. I'll come back Saturday. No. I call up U.S. Air. The woman that answers, I said, please, let me talk to your supervisor. Sure enough, I get her supervisor. And I said, whether I stay married or get divorced, it's up to you. Well, the supervisor started to laugh. Why would it be up to me whether you get divorced or not? I said, because tomorrow is our anniversary, and I have to leave to for Washington tonight. And if I don't come back tomorrow, my wife will divorce me. You have to get me back. She says, Mr. Rosen, how long are you going to be there? Because I was at the office, and I said, I'll be there as long as you want me. She said, be there for another 20 minutes. Sure enough, around 10 minutes later, she calls me. She says, Mr. Roseman, I found the seat. You're coming back to. So what it shows is you have to take the initiative and start asking people for things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to get. And that is, I think, a good example of what you have to do. And I don't mind asking people how about helping me? I'm also reminded of the story of, you know, ordinarily you can't tie an elephant by one little rope in one little stick that's banged into the ground. If the elephant really knew its strength, it would pick up that stick and move and go wherever it wants. But it's amazing to me how many people feel like an elephant, that we're stuck. And I say, we can't be stuck. I don't care what ailment you have. Don't be stuck with it. Work around it. Go do something. Don't take no. And so that's not, and, and that I know you, Joyce, that's your philosophy. You don't take a no. Or you wouldn't be where you are now. But, you know, and I believe so much what you're saying. Because here's the way it is. We can't, it, it's true, there are only 35% of Americans with significant disabilities who want to work are actually working. And it's true that even right now in Washington, D.C., they're doing all kinds of studies and everything. What the heck are we going to do? It's been like this since, you know, the ADA was signed. We've made some progress, but not in the area of employment. So it is the way it is. And there are attitudinal, attitudinal barriers that exist. But you know what? They're not going to go away tomorrow. So either you have to do what Jack Roseman said and say, okay, they're there, but I'm going to get over them somehow. I'm going to get around them somehow. Or we'll just be talking about it forever. Right. And you know, it reminds me of the story, Joyce. Um, this is sometime, oh, this could be 20 years ago. Uh, my son graduated with his MBA, and um, 
he went out every day for two weeks looking for a job, and he didn't. He he wasn't disabled. It's just that Pittsburgh at the time was not hiring any people, even with those with MBAs. And so he went out early in the morning, came back late afternoon, couldn't find a job for two weeks. One day I come back from Carnegie Mellon. I was teaching there, and um, I see my son Alan lying on the couch, eating. Uh, some cookies and watching television. I said, Alan, what are you doing? He says, Dad, I cannot find a job. <laughs> so, it, but we have to change the paradigm. And so I thought fast, how do I get this guy f- stop feeling sorry for himself? And I said, you know, Alan, you are one lucky son of a gun. Now he thinks his father lost his marbles. I'm lucky. Yeah, you're lucky. You know, you could sign any piece of paper on earth. Sign, go find a company. Go get a loan. Go do anything. Whatever it says, sign. What do you care? The only thing you have to your name is a suit. That's it. You've got nothing to lose. If I sign, I could lose a lot. I said, let's worst case it. Everything you touch just crumbles, doesn't amount to beans. What's the worst that can happen? Well, you'll be lying on my couch, eating my cookies, and watching my television. But that's what you're doing now. Well, that gave him the oomph. The next morning, he goes out looking. Now he's looking to buy a company. If you can't, in my... From then on, I would say, if you can't find a job, buy a company. (laughs) Or at least that one. Well, son of a gun, on the north side of Pittsburgh, he finds two old ladies who want to sell the house, their business, for $300,000 that their father started. They sold sold wrapping paper and bags. And they were ready to retire, wanted to sell it, and would sell it for $300,000. Alan looks at the place and thinks, well, they own the building. And the building itself, he says, I should be able to himself, he says, I should be able to get a mortgage of 300000 So he goes to the bank and explains to the woman um, commercial officer, I found this business, they they want 300000 but they own this building and this old building they're in. I think it's worth 300000 certainly as a mortgage. And I wonder if you would lend me 300000 as a mortgage. But she, he says to her, now let me warn you, the only thing I have in this world is the suit I'm wearing. She looks at him and she says, you know, I'm not crazy about that suit. But I do like that tie. He says, well, to be honest, I borrowed that from my father. <laughs> well, she gives, she gives up on this. She says, go, let's take a look at the building. One minute. She, she takes a look at the building, and she says, I agree with you. It's worth, for a mortgage, for $300,000. I'll give it to you. Now he comes back, and he has the opportunity of buying this company. And at the same time, we had a house in Boca Raton, Florida, and I said, if you find a job there, 
you can live in our house for nothing. Sure enough, there's an offer from Boca Raton, a, a security company, who said they would like to hire him. So now he has two opportunities, where before he had none. That's the issue. And the issue is, well, if you don't go out looking and you don't think about what's, what are the opportunities, what can I make of it, he'd be still looking for a job, I'm afraid. And he went to where? Well, we talked about it, and he decided, or we decided, we'll learn business on someone else's dime and then have your own company. Yeah, today. that was a good idea. Well, but today you know he, what? But you know what? what? Before we go to break, I just want to say, remember sitting in the house, sitting in your apartment? I guarantee you, this one thing you can take to the bank, the job is not going to come to you. You have to go find it. <laughs> and with that, we're going to go to break for a minute. We are talking to Jack Roseman, the author of Outrageous Optimism, which we're going to be talking about. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice voiceamerica.com we'll be right back don't go away at Bender Consulting Services Incorporated our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities independence and freedom for people with disabilities while the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all time high over 13 million disabled Americans many of them experts in technology remain unemployed since 1995 Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S. and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson. 
Echopreneur, author, and green living maven brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products. Get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Living the Green Life with Kim Carlson. Broadcast each Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Living the Green Life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle. If you are a self-published author or an independent publisher, you know how difficult it is to gain maximum exposure. For the latest ways to increase publicity for your work, tune in to On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Maxine will interview thriving independent authors and give you the opportunity to call in and have your questions answered. She will also teach you fresh and innovative ways to gain more visibility and enhance sales for your book. The printed word has the ability to record culture and make history. Once again, that's On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Make your words count on voiceamerica.com. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back. And if you're just joining us, what a great show this is today, because we're talking to Jack Roseman the author of Outrageous Optimism and the president of the Roseman Institute. But in addition to that, I just want to mention, Jack has been the chairman of Omega Systems, Actronic, Cerebellum, CEO of United Computing, president of Online Systems, and guess what? That's just for starters. So remember, if you were listening to the show earlier, remember he had a heart attack, Look what he did after this. I mean, this is why. Wow, you went home at 5 o'clock, but you really made the most of the 9 to 5 time period, Jack. Well, I did that for a few weeks, and then I really started to work again. Yeah, and you still are. And I haven't stopped. This man has unbelievable And I'm 150. Yeah, right. (laughs) I wanted to talk to you for a moment before we talk about your book. I wanted to talk about... um, Entree people going becoming entrepreneurs because there are 54 million Americans with disabilities. Unfortunately, the great majority of these people do not work. And a study just came out stating that over 75 percent of people with very significant disabilities are in poverty. But what happens to a lot of people? It's amazing how many people you will meet that have a significant disability and they're working. And guess what? They all own their own business. And the reason for this is that, of course, they can't find a job at a company, so they decide, well, then I'll start my own company. And many people, you know, start small, have very small, you know, companies, and many of them have become larger companies. But I I was thinking about that, wow, this would be a great, uh, now that I think about it, area for you to speak to people with disabilities about. But when I tell you that, does that surprise you, or is that what you would have guessed? What, so many unemployed? So many becoming entrepreneurs. Oh, no. Uh, I, one, I'm I'm quite disappointed in the number that are unemployed. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, one of the things we've seen throughout the years is during a recession, more companies are started than any other time. Hmm. And because it goes back to if you if you can't find the job, start a company. Mm-hmm. And so it's consistent with the general population. So that's the reason it does not surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. And, and um, if Allen hadn't been unemployed, he never would have found that company. Right. So there are things out there, but you have to go out there and beat the bushes. You can't sit back and do nothing. You know, my view of the world is that, you know, it's a rainforest, that we are all here, and we are all needed, and we all have something to give, and we all rely on something else, too, and other people. So when you view life in the world that we're in as one huge rainforest, we all have a place, and I honestly believe, we, I really do, that we all have certain gifts that we can give. You know, and we need a passion to go with those gifts. And if you have a passion, there's nothing that will stop you. Without that passion, you'll go nowhere. So for each human being, we have to find out what we're good at, because everybody's good at something, everybody's unique, and a passion to go with it. Well, Jack, in your years of working with successful entrepreneurs at all different levels, what have you seen, and then we'll talk in more detail, actually you talk about a lot of this in your book, but what have you seen, in your opinion, as some of the key skills or traits in people that have become successful entrepreneurs because one thing I tell people, you know, when I go to a conference in D.C. And, the, and someone says to me, well, why don't we just tell people with disabilities, have them all become entrepreneurs? I say, well, that would be like telling non-disabled people, why don't you all become entrepreneurs? And they will not all be successful. Right. You know, it, it does take certain skills to, to, you know, to do this. What, what have you seen as some of those skills or traits? Well, you know, the classic uh, question is, are entrepreneurs born uh, or made? And my response to that is, well, uh, opera singers born or made. And, it, and if you can do get all the training you want to be an opera singer, but if you don't have the innate ability and talent of singing or carrying a tune, you're not going to be an opera singer. So from the from the entrepreneurial aspect, there has to be a certain desire in your gut to want to be an entrepreneur. Now, can you learn a, a lot of things that will make you a better entrepreneur? Sure. The things that you've got to have within yourself, though, one is that persistence. And this persistence that comes with passion and it's persistence that comes with not accepting a no. I mean, if you wanted to start a company today and you needed money, you're going to get many no's. Talk, 
the thing, person that I <laughs> admire in a sense are life insurance salesmen. One out of a hundred would buy life insurance. Well, look how many no's they have to get before they get a yes. Mm-hmm. They got to get ninety nine no's. That's enough to discourage anybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you got to get that going. It's one. You got to look at the. Again, you got to look at the sunny side. Can you? You know, we say we'll be successful. Well, how do you? It's. I use that analogy with with Alan. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> you can lie on my couch, eat my cookies, and watch my television. Well, wait a minute. Go out there and fight that battle. Get in that arena. That's what life is all about. And find your talents. Um. I, when I said talents, it reminds me of the only serious thing I ever heard Red Skelton say. Red Skelton once said, he says, you know, if you have a talent that's a gift from God, making use of that talent is a blessing. So I said, get blessings. Use your talents. And we all have them. All of us are unique and all of us can do it. So we need persistence. Don't take a no. We need a passion. Whether it's a job or starting a company, you need that passion. You have to be able to think outside the box. Everything is being done a certain way. Well, why is it going being done this way? Can I come up with an idea that would be better? Some things are underutilized. Can I think of something that I or that could be utilized even more? And I would say the most important thing is to know thyself. And and you need to do that. One, because the more you know yourself, the more you know human nature. And the biggest bugaboo in having companies is how do you motivate people. And that's an important aspect. And hire the right people. Well, the right people are not going to be exactly like you. In fact, if they are, you don't need them. You want people that will augment your abilities. Compliment. Were you going to say something? What great advice. I'm sitting here thinking to myself that, you know what, we've got to put you on the circuit to speak to high school and college students with disabilities because you know what? At the end of the day, I always tell people my favorite quote, which is from President Abraham Lincoln. Your own resolution to succeed is more important than any other one thing. And if I could bottle that, if I could bottle that and give it to people, I'd be a trillionaire today. And that is the best advice that Jack has given you about not quitting, not giving up. And with that, we've got to go to break, but we'll be right back to talk about outrageous optimism with the author, Jack Roseman. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com I'm Garcelle Beauvais Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with host, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, corporate executive, philanthropist, wife, and mother, Luann Mitchell-Halter is an exciting and provocative look at the real world with real exciting guests and real stories of triumph and professionalism with a dash of spice sharing recipes for a better world on all the playing fields of life. Join Luann Mitchell-Halter as she and her guests uncover and expose us to our abilities to create our very own big league MVP. MVP, my victory plan, potential for greatness. The woman MVP who sets you free with Luann Mitchell Halter broadcast each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. The woman MVP who sets you free. It's time to get off the bleachers, play the game of life, and be the MVP. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening communities to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. Radio to thrive by. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where women and wine angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. 
Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or her guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to our show. And as we have been celebrating National Disability Employment Awareness Month, what a great way to start with Jack Roseman. And, Jack, I want to talk for a moment about your book, Outrageous Optimism, which I think is absolutely fantastic. One of the first questions I'm going to ask you is how do people purchase this book? Any oh, listeners on our show, how would well, they purchase this book? That's easy. You go to www.outrageousoptimism.com. That's it www.outrageousoptimism.com. Or you could go to Amazon.com or some Borders uh, bookstores have it. Okay, you can go to Amazon.com? Yes. Okay, www.amazon.com. And if you're listening to the show and you're really interested in I want to be a successful entrepreneur, executive, or just business person, what does it take You've got to get this book. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm nominating this book to the American Association of People with Disabilities so that we really get this book out to the right people. I have to ask you, though, Jack, what made you write this book? Oh, a couple things. One is I came across, I thought, an outstanding quote from Hemingway. Hemingway says, you know, in life you really just learn simple truths. But these simple truths only come about with time. And after everything is said and done, that's the most valuable thing we have is our time. And so what we owe the next generation is to pass on these simple truths. And so I wrote a book to pass on these simple truths, uh, all profits, all out, anything out of pocket, out of pocket expenses, goes to charity. I make, I do not make a dime out of it. I'm so convinced that people will, would enjoy it that I say, if you buy the book and you don't like it, I'll give it your money. I'll give you your money back. Just return the book, you get your money. And that's why um, it's my ability to give something back to society. In fact, it's used at Carnegie Mellon in some case studies. It's used at, would you believe it's been translated in Chinese? It's used at Beijing University. It's used at the uh, Darden Graduate School at University of Virginia, recommended by the Harvard uh, Library and recommended by the Department of Education State of Nebraska. So uh, it's gotten some very good write-ups. Well, we're going, to get, we're going to work on getting this book out to everyone because so many studies, so much has gone on about entrepreneurism for people with disabilities. This book, Outrageous Optimism, Wisdom for the Entrepreneurial Journey, is absolutely fantastic. I would recommend this book to anyone, and I will continue 
recommending the book because I, it has real-life examples. Yes, it's, it is examples, specific examples, some of which I discussed here on the radio. Mm-hmm. Of, um, But they should first go to WW Outrageous Optimism because um, a great portion of the profits, if you go to Amazon, goes to them. And I really would like to reserve any profits we make for charity. Yeah, that is wonderful. That is wonderful that you're doing that. Well, I want to ask you, Jack, you obviously have been so successful. You must have had a role model in your life that impacted you. Who would that be? Well, I can't tell you. It was not a businessman. But to this day, you're going to think I'm nuts, but to this day, my first hero was Gandhi. Hmm. You know, when you think about it, here are the Muslims in India fighting the Hindus in India. And he says, if all you people don't put down your guns and firearms and whatnot, I just won't eat and I'll stop myself to death. And all the people put down their arms. They stopped feuding. When could you, how, first of all, how does someone get that kind of stature and power? Imagine somebody today saying, wait a minute, Muslims, wait a minute, Christians, wait a minute, Jews, wait a minute, Palestinians. If you don't stop fighting, I'm going to stop myself to death. (laughs) And all of a sudden, everybody says, okay, we won't fight. It's amazing to me. Mm -hmm. And again, it shows the power that is within all of us. But Gandhi somehow brought it to the height of what powers we have. Now, the first hero other than Gandhi then was that I knew very well was my brother. He had at the simultaneously diphtheria, scarlet fever, and polio. And so he used to walk around with a brace After seven operations, he walked around with crutches and a cane. But that didn't stop him from being a Boy Scout, swimming, fighting. He had that drive that he was going to be as good as anyone. And that kind of spirit where... You know, one of the things, I'm going to go go off a little bit of my attention here. One of the things that we adults are afraid of is failure. And I was sitting in my comfortable chair some years back watching my granddaughter while she was crawling, all of a sudden stand up, take a step, and fall on her bum. And she laughs, stands up, falls on a bum, and laughs. And I'm thinking, where do we adults go wrong? <laughs> you know, we don't mind. We mind falling We more because we hurt our ego. We don't think it's funny. Here's this little kid. Doesn't know any better. She thinks it's funny. And now she runs cross country. And if she was afraid of failure... She would never run. She should never be able to run cross country. Abe Lincoln, you mentioned him a while back. He ran for four or five different public offices 
and lost the election. The last office he ran for all of a sudden becomes president. Had he decided failure, he'd never keep running for office. Um, Look at Babe Ruth. The year he hit the most home runs, he struck out the most, which tells you if you're afraid to strike out, you will not hit a home run. One minute. Boy, I'll tell you what. That is, and that is what it's all about. I, I want to just say that before we close the show today and before I ask Jack to leave us with a message, I want to say I had a blessing in my life, and that's that I got to meet Jack Roseman oh, many years can. ago. And oh, I listened can. to him. When he gave me advice, I listened to him. And he just was a great role model and influence on me, and I did listen to him. And what he's saying right now, I hope you'll be as smart as I was and listen to him. Jack, what message do you want to leave with our listeners today? You know, I had to give a talk. I didn't have to, but I agreed to give a talk to fifth graders. And I have a difficult time talking to fifth graders. What do I know how to talk to fifth graders? And in all honesty, I did not sleep the night before. Well, I went to, it's called the Marshall School System here in the North Hills, and I'm talking to fifth graders, and now it turned out to be these fifth graders are exceptional students. These are with very high IQs. And Boy, they made me feel at home. Boy, were they bright. And each one of them had to start a company for $10 or less. One had a dog treat company. One had a um, a catnip company. And one little girl had a pad of paper that she would draw pictures on each page of the pad. And so that if you bought that pad, you'd have individual paintings on each one of those pages. And it was marvelous. And so I asked, towards the end of the hour, I asked one of the students, what was hard about starting a company? Was it the market research? Oh, this, and this is a fifth grader. He points his finger at me and says, Mr. Roseman, nah, that was easy. It's how do you motivate people, hiring the right people. That was tough. And while I'm laughing at that, there's this little girl on the side she says, now, Mr. Roseman, what do you sell? And I said, you know, you kids know you're extremely bright. But don't take any credit for that. You were born that way. You did nothing for it. You were born that way. But I must apologize for the state of the world we're in. There's wars, there's hatred, there's prejudices, there's all kinds of bad things. Why don't you take upon yourself to take that intelligence that you were born with and make this world a little bit better so that you don't have to apologize to your children and your grandchildren on the state of the world? And that's my message. And what a great message that is. You have been listening to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender Come back next week as we celebrate National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And remember what Jack said, get in the arena. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.